Welcome to Let's Talk Luxury, the Mazars podcast series about how and why luxury brands are undergoing a business model makeover. In each episode, luxury experts discuss what's happening in the sector, from authenticity to circularity, new customer cohorts to retail experiences worth posting about. The luxury business model is changing, and in this series, we'll explore how to stay in vogue. So, let's talk luxury. Hello, everyone. Today, we are on the clock with Antonio Carriero, who is the Chief Digital and Technology Officer at Breitling. It's great to have you on the podcast, Antonio. Thank you a lot. Thank you for having me. Great to have you. So, in the context of a well-known watchmaker like Breitling, some of our listeners might be less familiar with what a Chief Technology and Digital Officer does. Could you describe your role and give us an idea of the technology you're working and experimenting with? Sure, happily. You know, um, the chief uh, digital and technology role uh, is, a, is a new function that is blending, uh, I would say, the classical IT capabilities uh, on which uh, the company has been uh, built and operating for many years uh, and the new uh, uh, capability uh, driven by technology and digital technology when it's about uh, consumer engagement uh, and developing uh, new business opportunities. So the idea of this role is that we cannot build a future without taking into account the legacy and we cannot uh, run or improve the legacy without uh, having an outlook of what will be the future in terms of uh, executing the operating model of the company that is a uh, covering the entire value chain from the product development into the customer engagement. So this role is combined into these two capabilities. Huh? I am also in charge or owner of the e-commerce PNL, of course, in collaboration with the commercial team, but in building uh, the platform, or my team and we are building the platform, but also accountable for reaching a sales objective, which I think is a very good combination between efficiency uh, what is about uh, the better managing and improving the classical IT capability, and on the other hand, uh, also developing new uh, revenue stream by uh, using a new uh, digital technology uh, in a better way. So that's the that's the role that I'm combining, uh, and of course, uh, the team is also in charge of building a mobile application, mobile application for. Uh, sales staff, what you call uh, augmenting the sales staff, the entire ecosystem of solution around uh, WeChat uh, for the Chinese market uh, and uh, in the end also the uh, blockchain activation uh, from an operational perspective till uh, the what we call the advanced CRM using blockchain to connect with consumer. And speaking of new technology, we've seen luxury leaders like Breitling identify new solutions for clients. You've said, for example, that Breitling will offer digital passports, which will soon give watch owners the opportunity to subscribe to insurance for loss or theft. Why, in your view, are luxury leaders going beyond just selling products and entering these newer spaces? Look, I think the responsibility of a brand uh, goes beyond selling the product. I think we are... We want to engage with our customer base, with our customers in a, in a total way. So it means we have to provide to the consumer an ecosystem uh, where the product uh, is having, of course, the most important place and role, uh, but you have to provide something on top of the product that will support the, uh, this relation between the customer and the brand over time. I mean, if you use only the product, then the relation is about uh, uh, servicing the product. But if you build something on top of it, then you can get closer to the customer and build something, something that is based on the value that you want to share with the consumer. So 
in this ecosystem, knowing that uh, today the intermediation between the brand and the consumer is happening already in the digital ecosystem of the customer, is where the digital technology can play a very important role to augment the product and improve uh, the relation between the customer and the brand. So technology for us uh, is uh, the real value of technology is empowering the customer. And when you buy a luxury product, it's to empower yourself. So there is, a, for us, a very clear connection between the two, where the two can go together. And part of empowering customers seems to definitely now involve blockchain. Digital passports using a blockchain wallet are increasingly on offer to create a digital certificate of authenticity for the seller, but also the buyer. Um, are there any other uses for blockchain that you see on the horizon for Brightling and any other luxury businesses? Yeah, look, we, uh, we always talk about the, the, the three elements, which are transparency, traceability, and tradability. So if you think about transparency, I think uh, uh, it's very important for the customer that is buying a, a luxury product, but not only to have the full visibility of the upstream value chain. And we want that this information in the blockchain because this cannot be modified or changed. It's there forever. When it's about uh, uh, the uh, traceability, uh, I think it's also part of the deal between the brand and the customer to tell the true story about the product, when it was produced, when it was first sold in, where this product was uh, living its life before the purchase. And again, it's a, it's a, for me, it's a commitment, uh, a very respectful commitment towards uh, the consumer from a brand. And the credibility is uh, because we know that our product or our luxury product, they have a second or a third life. So I think it's again a brand responsibility to provide the ecosystem, allowing the customer to transfer the ownership in a very safe way. But on top of it, also for the new buyers to have a an ecosystem to be able to receive the ownership of a product with the full warranty that is buying an original product, uh, in this case, a writing one. Now, you know, when you think about uh, in terms of added value, you think about a transaction. A transaction is a value, is a price, and you buy a watch or sell a watch. So, for example, we are thinking about injecting into uh, the wallet real-time valuation of your product which is uh, the value of the product, but there's also a kind of uh, impact of uh, the, uh, the trading uh, around some references are very important. Also, this is to safeguard uh, the customer initial investment, uh, but also the uh, new buyer that is paying a fair price. Uh. So everything that is uh, simplifying your life uh, as a customer of an owner of our pricing watch, uh, that we can uh, build uh, with the blockchain wallet capability we are going to... Uh, to Luxury businesses, just like nearly all businesses around the world, are trying to match the values of their customers. And sustainability and circularity are a big part of that. You've said in a recent Mazars publication that as people tend to keep and transmit their watches or pieces of jewellery, the industry is actually already quite circular. And then you go on to say your sustainability focus is around how to improve the environment products are made in. What kinds of environments are luxury businesses building to fulfill that objective and meet growing expectations of customers? We live in the same world as our customers. We work on the same ground. We fly in the same space. Uh, you know, I think what is very important to say that we, we speak less about what we do, but we do more than what we say. But for example, we are already compensating our, our CO2 emissions. 
Uh, we have partnership concrete one with a foundation to be able, for example, to recycle uh, uh, fish net uh, and transform them, them into uh, straps for our, our watches. Our production plant, uh, all the energy uh, is a green energy. So we are really very concrete and it's about sustainability and it's our responsibility uh, globally as individuals and the people bring into the brand itself. And I think uh, values, uh, uh, when a brand is capable to uh, really leave the values that resonate in the customers, this will bring the brand very closer, very close to the consumer and be much more easy than to develop a very long-term collaboration. This is something important that we do. On the other hand, we also know, as I said, as you correctly said, you know, a product has a second or third life, uh, product will be transferred. But you also think about the existing product, you know. And it's not only about creating new one with recycled steel, uh, uh, or artificially grown diamonds uh, to have a lower impact. Uh, it's not only about the new packaging that is uh, upcycled, uh, but we know that we have around in the world a million of our products. And uh, those products, uh, those uh, owners, uh, probably we, we can, uh, we can uh, give uh, a chance to those products to join uh, a new dimension. Let me explain. So we are talking about a lot about trading, trade up, trade out. So the idea is to be able to buy back existing product or provide a platform to be able to trade in an existing writing for a new one. But in the same time, the new writing they are going to also reintegrate into into our concept of circular economy. And I think this this is very important. We don't want product that stay just in a in a drawer and forget and forgotten forever. This is bringing an additional capability to to provide a new life to existing product that already been produced. So the combination of all these is what is setting the scene from a brand perspective about sustainability. The way we work and we produce, and but also the way we sell uh, and we engage uh, um, our customer base. From what you've shared today, it's clear the industry is going through a period of significant change, not just in terms of new sales channels, but also the skills and capabilities that are needed to succeed. In your view, what skills do luxury houses and luxury brands need to succeed in the future? Look, I'm a strong believer that it's important that you uh, continue to develop the skills already existing, you know, by bringing new capability, new tools, but new challenges. is a responsibility of the company to set the scene for improve the skills that you have. We want people that feel comfortable in the evolution of the trade, the business. So we have to bring this level of learning, top down, bottom up, whatever, that is bringing keeping the people in a consistent way in the business. So I think that's the responsibility and me I'm a strong believer that the organization is the instrument to succeed. There is a need to bring people with a different perspective on things. I would say in every initial industry it's good to have someone coming in from a different angle that is probably unlocking some potential that is not seen. Ideally because from a transformation perspective we are moving towards a direct to consumer uh, which was probably the, uh, the weakest uh, side in terms of distribution for the watch industry. Ideally, it's very interesting to have people coming from this uh, very specific background. I, you know, 
people they used to work for online pure players because they don't know what is uh, the rest of the distribution. So they're really very focused on direct to consumer uh, or coming from telecom companies, uh, which is also a very interesting example of uh, how direct to consumer de facto is, uh, is operating, even if it's highly regulated compared to what we do. So I found those profiles very interesting. Uh, in the watch industry, we is what we call a, a low frequency, high value industry. You don't buy a watch every day or every week, unfortunately for us, but that's the reality of our business. If we come from a pure player or all the consumer goods or fashion accessories or telecom, you have the chance to connect the customer every day. In our business, if you miss the first opportunity, then the risk that you lose the customer forever is very high. What we know that uh, if you sell a watch to a consumer, a customer, probably you sell a second one in a few years. And then you keep the customer in your, uh, let's say, wide CRM. But if you miss the first opportunity, forget the second. Having said that, I'm talking about this, but the, the, what is behind the scene bottom line is about data, because all these are based on data, data analysis, data crunching, and we're doing a lot of it. And we do it not for the uh, purpose of statistics. Data is critical to be able to engage. Engage when you are in a boutique, when you are online, engage with media to optimize your spending. So those cases around data that were missing a lot in our industry because we were focusing only on the production and then uh, the engagement was uh, um, the responsibility of the uh, retailers, uh, the wholesaler business uh, is something that you have to build. So I would say be focused, shifting a little bit from people that they have a strong understanding around the product, which is also, I would say, the classic marketing capability of product marketing into something that goes more towards the customer in terms of understanding. And I would say for a winning brand, but to be successful in this, what is important is to have the right level of combination of skills on the product side, which are more the classical one, with an insight on the capability of the new technologies and skills coming more on the distribution direct to consumer and data driven, which is by the way somehow what I'm doing in my function, combining these two uh, uh, capabilities under the umbrella of the chief digital and technology officer. Well, with time waiting for no man, I'd like to say thank you, Antonio, for joining us today and giving us a glimpse of what comes next in luxury technology. Thank you a lot for the invitation. It's been a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Luxury. To find out more about changes in the luxury sector, search Mazars Making Over the Luxury Business Model, or follow the link in the show notes. And to keep up with this series, subscribe on your favorite podcast app or go to mazars.com.